Hey y'all, happy Tuesday. So, I was having a little audio and video trouble here, um, but here we are. If you are not subscribed to this channel, go ahead and hit the thumbs up button um, and subscribe to this channel. Also, make sure you are following me over on Instagram, Rhonda underscore Mary or Rhonda Mary Vids. I also have a Twitter, uh, uh, I am Rhonda Mary. It's some form of some form or version of Rhonda Mary. You will find me because y'all, I be getting kicked off of platforms and all kind of other stuff be going on. And so sometimes these na names get a little tweak here. Are there, but make sure um, you check those out. Also, this is available on Spotify if you would like to listen as a podcast. Hey Y'all Tuesday is also available there, so check that out. But you can find all of this over at rondamary.com. Honestly, that's just the easiest way to do that, so I don't know why I didn't mention it at first. You can find all these links of where you can find me, and we can keep in touch. So make sure you do that. All right. Hey to everybody coming into the room. Hey, King BJ. Hey, Little Rock. Hey, Crystal. Hey, Teresa. Um, so tonight I actually wanted to give y'all a very thorough breakdown of this climate change executive order that we're going to be seeing tomorrow reportedly from Joe Biden and some of the things that are going on across the world as it relates to protests and all of the different things, wars and possible famines and everything that's going on that is basically related to climate change and how this is going to be the next agenda being pushed. And some people are expecting it to be very similar to what we've seen with the COVID lockdown. So yes, they will actually be attempting to lock us in our home soon or, you know, shut down certain industries and make all these swift changes due to climate. Well, the, the biggest problem with that is that it seems that they don't want to do what the government is actually supposed to do and work in a quote unquote democratic way or uh, a representative republic okay that's where you vote for your elected officials and your elected official represents you and then they can work on behalf of you in congress no that's not how they want to do it they want to do it with things like the executive order they want to use the cia to um to uh promote or dismiss the things that we are talking about on social media. Yes, the uh, Facebook is now using uh, previous CIA agents to decide what is misinformation on their platform, but that's a whole nother story. Or you have organizations like the United Nations or the World Economic Forum that we've never voted for. We've never voted these people into office. And you'll have them trying to make decisions or colluding with our political leaders to make decisions that we did not vote for them for. And so you will see absolutely tragic, horrendous legislation and emergency powers, okay, that are supposed to be delegated only for emergency. You will see those taken over and you will have absolute 
uh, missteps like we saw during the COVID lockdowns. And then you will have organizations like the CDC acting like we voted for them when in fact we did not, trying to make decisions um, on our best behalf. And yeah, so that's what I wanted to talk about tonight. And sorry, I kind of got into it because I was excited, but I'm like, it's more information and I want to be able to paint this holistic picture for you guys because it's a lot um, to talk about. So either I'm going to make a separate video about this this week, or we're just going to do a full live on a Tuesday, but I'll keep you posted on that. And the easiest way for me to keep you posted on that is to follow me on Twitter. I am Rhonda Mary, but all right, y'all. So, hey to everyone coming into the room. Hey, Stefan. Hey, Project 704. Hey, Edward. All right, so tonight what I want to talk about a little bit is the importance of the Second Amendment. And why this is particularly going to be important, y'all, is because it seems to be, and I'm not here to fear monger, okay? I'm not here to fear monger. We're not here to live in fear, but we should be prepared. We should live in preparation, okay? Um, so that way we can shield ourselves from the absolute terrible decisions of these quote unquote political leaders who think they are working on our behalf. And many times they are often failing the particularly the middle and lower class. And so we try to shield ourselves from these um, horrendous decisions as best we can. But I tend to believe that they are going to continue to try to encroach on the second amendment because if you look at things that are happening currently with the protests in Sri Lanka, in Germany, and I believe um, um, it's not coming to me. It's one other place that's really important that's going on uh, right now. I want to say the news isn't heavily talking about it because I don't want I don't think they want us thinking about things like this. Um, but you have some people that are responding to the overreaching measures um, that they are seeing in their countries. You have people that are responding to famine, people that are running out of food. You have farmers who they're creating all these new regulations to make it hard for farmers while your corporations that are making fake lab-grown meat and all these other things are able to skirt on with little uh, to no pushback. You have people like Bill Gates buying up farmland all over, particularly in the United States. You have people like China playing with um, the weather. You have people trying to block the sun. All of these other things, okay, you have um, Kamala Harris going on national TV saying a quiet part out loud that eventually there are going to be wars over water. Like, like, do y'all hear where I'm going with this? Do, like, like, okay, we're possibly already in a recession. Um, I, I think that maybe they aren't, they're trying to not scare people even further but we're possibly already in a recession, possibly looking at a, a depression, okay? You have, um, you have uh, um, 
plants all over the country as quiet as it kept that have been getting burned down. There are uh, uh, allegedly farmers who have been paid by the government to uh, not sell their crops, burn their crops, get rid of their crops. Okay, you have um, food shelves that food shelves that have been empty of baby formula. And there was also a news report that I came across recently that says that the food lines, okay, are starting to ramp up all across the country. And so one of the biggest elements of going towards a uh, more and more controlled citizenry is that you have to disarm the population. Now, my hope is, and I don't believe that this would happen quickly. Um, I don't think it would be at the drop of a hat, but what we see is that these things happen little and little by time, little and little over time. Okay. So we can look right at our neighbor, Canada, who recently, I think this was maybe even five to seven years ago. And y'all let me know if I'm um, wrong in a chat, but I, if I remember correctly, five to seven years ago, put a um, ban on their assault rifles. Okay, that's not the cor the correct term. Anything that you assault somebody with could be technically an assault weapon. Okay, if I throw this chair at you, does it become a, an assault chair? Well, technically, yes, because I use it to assault you. But so that's one thing that they do. They do this word manipulation and all these things. But anyway, going back to Canada, in somewhat of a short time frame, we saw them going from banning um uh saw them going from banning rifles um to banning handguns yes this has now um happened and is being pushed in canada and the prime minister there goes on tv and says that the the ability to defend yourself is not a right is not a human right that you have in canada and so in canada your safety is left up to the goodwill of others and to how fast police can respond. And so to think that those things couldn't slowly happen here, especially as we see the media continuously trying to manipulate how people view uh, firearms, how people view self-defense, how people view second uh, the Second Amendment, and then often censoring, not covering, or trying to manipulate the narratives around defensive gun usage also goes into how people view it. And so all of the time, and we're going to talk about this tonight, but all of the time, even now, you have gun uh, defensive defensive gun usage increasing, okay? Um, and these stories are rarely talked about. And so, first of all, let's talk about this bystander in Indiana who recently stopped this, um, what would have been uh, a mass shooting he stopped it within two minutes. So let's take a look at this. And this is according to the New York Times. And you see a few um, 
news stories talking about this and, and news agencies talking about this and even some that are don't really want to call this man what he is i mean an actual hero um uh bystander this is according to the new york times bystander killed gunman two minutes into indiana mall shooting the gunman used a rifle to kill three people and injured two others before he was shot dead dead he had spent an hour inside a mall bathroom apparently preparing for the attack a 20 year old man carrying a rifle and a pistol with access to another rifle and more than 100 rounds of ammunition was killed by a bystander two minutes after he began spraying gunfire at diners inside a mall food court in Greenwood, Indiana, the authorities said on Monday. By that time, the gunman identified by the police as Jonathan Douglas Sapper Sapperman, 20, had already killed three people and injured two others. But the daily spree on Sunday was cut short by a 22-year-old bystander carrying a handgun while shopping with his girlfriend. Chief Jim Eisen of the Greenwood Police Department called the bystander's action nothing short of heroic, identifying him as Elijah Dickinson of Seymour, Indiana. He engaged the gunman from quite a distance with the handgun, was very proficient in that, very tactically sound. And as he moved to close in on the suspect, he was also motioning for people to exit behind him, Chief Eisen said at a news conference where he described the surveillance footage video footage of the shooting the johnson coroner identified the victims who were all from indianapolis 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 as victor gomez 30 a uh, husband and wife pedro panada um rosia moran i know i am slaughtering these names i apologize and two additional people were injured, a 22-year-old woman hospitalized with a leg wound and a 12-year-old girl that was struck by a bullet fragment. Um, so basically, this guy fired 24 rounds, and this carnage was stopped by a 22-year-old in two minutes. Now, something that I want you guys to consider is that two minutes... Two minutes is such an is such a short amount of time. Okay, I talk about this on Instagram often. When seconds matter, when seconds count, you need to know and be prepared to be able to defend on yourself. Okay, depend on yourself. Why the government doesn't want that is because the government wants more control the government wants uh more control over our privacy they want us completely dependent on them okay that's why they'll put you out of your job or your business for two years and say hey we're gonna send you this twelve hundred dollar check just shut up and be happy about it okay they want to control and center what you're saying on social media they want you completely dependent on them they want you to pay more taxes so they can be in control they can be in control of your medical care so they can tell you you have to get this shot because you have this insurance through us you're dependent on us and so if you want to keep getting care at these facilities you have to do what, what we say so in every single instance 
This is why they are hostile to people that want to have their children at home. This is why they are hostile to people that want to defend their own lives and stand up for themselves. This is why they're hostile to people that don't want their uh, uh, their inoculations. This is why they're hostile to people that don't want to pay more taxes after we've seen time and time again how you failed the citizens. And so it is should become more and more clear as we see these politicians that take advantage of their emergency powers. Oh, Biden allegedly, reportedly, we'll see tomorrow what happens, okay? But allegedly Biden, oh, I'm going to just take advantage. I, we're not going to do this through c Congress, okay? You have these same people that will say, oh, the democratic process is being destroyed. This is no longer a, a, a democracy. And instead of going through these uh, actual democratic process where you have three legislative branches, no, I'm sorry, three branches who decide, uh, you know, the, the fate, for lack of better terms, of America, instead of leaning on these three branches, you will have a Joe Biden that says, oh, no, we got to get this agenda pushed right now. We're just going to do it uh, at the executive branch. We're just going to do it with a, um, we're just going to uh, use emergency powers to do this or an executive order to do this. Okay. You'll see the same thing with Congress, right? They want to, instead of getting something passed through Congress, dealing with Roe v. Wade, instead of getting it codified into law, which they've had plenty of plenty time to do which obama said he would he would actually do during his term and was one of the platforms that he ran on and he didn't do and they steady use these things to campaign and campaign and campaign and the day after the supreme court does what they're supposed to do not make it political and they say okay let's look at the actual constitution as it was written and see if this was codified in the law, see if um, if the um, constitution addresses this. If not, we'll send it back to the states where you can vote on it locally. So, hey, California, if you're more liberal, California and New York, then Texas and Florida, you may look a little bit different as it relates to these abortion issues, okay? A woman in New York may feel differently than a woman in Florida. We don't believe this was codified in law. So we're going to send it back to the states and let the states decide. And you can vote for a local politician. Uh, you can vote for a local politician that represents you in that light. Okay. Somebody try. some people try to compare the abortion issue to the gun laws and say, Oh, well, you don't, uh, uh, guns get more rights in this country than women. When in fact, the second amendment is particularly about arms. It's no question whether it's about arms. It's deliberately about arms and addresses that. Okay. And addresses, um, citizens ability to carry and own firearms and so it's really no 
debating if arms is dressed is addressed on a uh national federal level as documented in the constitution and it as a um human right and so that's the difference that's the difference. And you have these different branches that are supposed to do these different jobs of checks and balances, not just Joe Biden coming in and saying, hey, here's a narrative and we're going to pass this off and we're going to go for it. Um, but you're supposed to have a Congress that debates these issues that if it doesn't work, you rewrite, you change some of these things and you move it on up to the Senate and then it makes it w its way to the executive um, branch. And if that law that's created happens to trump the Constitution, that's when the Supreme Court comes in. They look at this because somebody sued them saying, oh, it is law steps out of bounds. I believe we had this happen with the COVID mandates, as a matter of fact, where they were trying to mandate the vaccination for federal employees and then people say heck no this goes against my human and constitutional rights they decide to sue it works its way up to the supreme court the supreme court says no i don't believe that anywhere in the constitution it said that the federal government can decide for you as a citizen to be inoculated and for this to be put in your body um, and so that's the spill about how the government is supposed to work. But anyway, um, getting back to what we see happening here is that um, the government is going to, in a lot of ways, continue to try to trump your constitutional rights because they don't want you to be a, they don't want you to be a sovereign, independent citizen. Um, that's not what they want. They want people that are totally dependent and bending to their will at every turn. And so that's why you will have somebody that'll go on the World Economic Forum stage and they'll say, oh, privacy, you know, dictators, this this has been, um, and I'm, this is not the exact quote that this guy said, but this was the overall theme. And I'm probably going to um, post this to my Twitter later. But he outright said, yeah, privacy has always been something that governments and dictators have tried to um, encroach upon. And now it's just we're just making it easier with the like the technology and everything else. And so um, these things when we don't know how far the government is going to go and not only when we don't know how far the government is going to go, but when the government goes further and further and they worsen the conditions and the lives of everyday citizens, that's when you have things like crime increase. Okay. Degeneracy, degeneracy um, increases vileness. Um, you're creating more polarized situations across the country, but everything is becoming political, things that shouldn't even be political, things that should just be straight common sense, like not castrating, medically castrating children, 
okay? Somehow these issues are becoming political. Now there's an article coming out that anthropologists don't even want to consider the biology uh, male, female, or the race of human remains because it thinks that it basically hurts people's feelings to even observe, right? And so when you have a government that is helping back some of these very radical ideas and the causing a uh, division, okay, propping up outright lies of things that are just not scientific and calling it science, telling us there's no difference between a man and a woman and calling it science, saying that children, babies, and healthy people of working age need to be injected um, with these uh, experiments and these uh, experimental in inoculations and all of these rights that they're trying to encroach on putting people out of work and business and leaving these people in these communities um, to, to suffer, to, to deal with the crime. And we know that on average, police across the country have about eight to 11 minutes response time. And so when you have a hero, when you have a bystander like this 22-year-old who stops more carnage in Indiana, in the Indiana Mall, okay, and deserves props, deserves to be talked about, and all of these other things, you know, you're going to barely have people talk about it. You're going to barely have people mention it. And then when you do have people mention it, you're going to have these absolute crazies. Like, um, let's see if I can get, did I get this tweet pulled up? Um, I had it pulled up here. Let's see if I can grab it real quick. Okay, you're gonna have these tweets that were that like uh Shannon Shannon Watts, okay, over at Mom's Demand Demands Action. She has now uh deleted this probably because some of the feedback that she was getting. I don't know who needs to hear this, but when a 22-year-old illegally brings a, a loaded gun into a mall and kills a mass shooter armed with an AR-15 after he already killed three people and wounded others, it's not a ringing endorsement of our implementation of the Second Amendment. First of all, um, to my understanding, just because a mall... Uh, has a sign that says, you know, no firearms on this premises. To my understanding, that is not illegal. Okay. That may be against that mall's, um, that may be against the mall policy, but that does not make you a criminal. Now, you do have certain states that have where if you have, you, you can't conceal in certain places or you may have to have a 
um, advanced concealed license, but those places you typically are schools, um, schools, churches, and federal buildings, okay? It doesn't usually cover malls. So even her describing it in that way, and to not think that this is actually a ringing endorsement, okay? Because there was a story that recently came out where I believe this was in Japan where a guy used a homemade gun, you know, to kill somebody. And so at the end of the day, people that want to do crime, what like what people have to understand is that there are so many gun laws already on the books. Evil people do not care about your laws. Like, and I don't understand why that is so hard for people to get through their head. Like, no one cares. Criminals, people that want to do harm, people that want to do evil, they do not care. They do not care about the consequences. These people understand very well that homicide is against the law. It's quiet as, it kept, as it's kept. Homicide is against the law, okay? I, I People will like common sense know this. I, I would, I think we could pretty much call it common sense. You just can't go around killing people. Also, most people, not all, but most people don't even have the natural propensity to just go around killing like most people just aren't killers right like even if we think about the military and the programming and the training that has to happen to make somebody okay with taking life the general public that's you know it's just not something that most people find you know morally okay and even when it is okay right by social standards and we can have that whole conversation a whole nother day um but even when it is okay you still have people that deal with trauma from that ptsd you know a lot of times you don't you don't have these people just come home and just go on rampage killing people a lot of times we have veterans unfortunately um, that commit suicide from some of the things that they've seen and the acts that they've, you know, committed and the things that they've had to, to do. And so even with that said, you know, I believe what Shannon Watts is trying to say is that, oh, well, you know, the fact of a person coming into this mall and stopping this threat is not something we should apply but we have to keep in mind, even just because somebody owns a firearm doesn't even mean that they're going to use it to defend life, okay? It takes guts. It takes competency. And when you have law-abiding citizens who are, and I don't even really like to even use that term i'll say moral citizens because all laws aren't even moral to like be honest but i'll say 
when you have these moral, responsible, gun-owning citizens, um, it takes competency and the police sheriff, I believe this was um, from the news article that I read earlier, spoke very highly of this young man. And you have to remember, you had tons of police officers in the halls of the Uvalde, Texas school, and it took them well over an hour to respond to one guy uh, with a with a with rifles or with a firearm. So some people have it, some people don't. Um, and also, I posted on. Uh, this was on Instagram, I believe it was last week. I asked people a question because it was this guy who tried to be a good Samaritan in this domestic uh, abuse, what seemed to be a domestic abuse situation. And unfortunately, he lost, lost his life. He was shot right there um, as he was trying to help this woman. And the woman ended up leaving with the with her abuser. Now, I don't believe this was some Bunny and Clyde situation where they rolled off into the sunset. I believe that if you saw somebody just get shot dead in front of you and you don't have a way to defend yourself and this person has already been abusing you, then you probably would go too. Now, I absolutely do believe that she come, becomes an accomplice if you have a chance to escape or report this or anything else and you don't. And you stick beside this abuser. But anyway, I was saying this to say that, um, you know, I posted and I, and I asked people about this on my Instagram because something that has always been my advice to my younger brother, um, who I love dearly in my brother is very giving, has a really big heart and is very extremely helpful and um just the overall great person and maybe it's my own bias if we could call it that of the things that i've seen with domestic violence that i believe has a different level of violence usually attached to it and to also know that a lot of times these abuse the abuse do end up going back to their abusers um, several times, usually up until trying to leave at least seven times and then often possibly leaving on a seventh. And knowing that if you interject into these situations that if you are not prepared for this, like, don't do it, don't do it. Um, and oftentimes I think that these just have a different level of something that maybe like, you know, a, like other type of crimes. And so I wanted to know people's response, like, would you, would you interject into a domestic situation and a lot of people's answers were they wouldn't. And a lot of people's answers were, well, a lot of people's answers were they wouldn't. Um, some people said they would. Some people said it depends. 
And some people gave their real life examples of them intervening and how it turned out either, whether it was, I mean, people told several stories. Um, there were some people that were beat up by the woman and her man <laughs> after trying to help. Um, there were people that would be argu arguing and then the couple would be like totally okay minutes later. Um, there will be people that would go back to their abuser and, you know, other things. Um, and a lot of the people that follow me, not all, but many of them are gun owners. And it is flawed to believe that all gun owners want to play hero. You have freaking police that literally use the term protect and serve who are sometimes scared to play hero. Like, and you spoke, like, that's what they're telling us on the TV. Um, we have all these movies, this TV propaganda that paint these police officers oftentimes to, you know, be these heroes and gung-ho and just ready to do their job and save the day. And we have to remember that police officers are still human. Um, people are human. And so wearing a badge, owning a firearm doesn't absolutely mean that you are going to stop a threat doesn't mean that you are going to be a hero what it does mean is that you have possibly have a chance and you can uh you know you can increase your odds of living of getting out of a um potentially deadly situation of having the time that it may take for a police officer to show on scene and living your 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 life you know what i mean being here tomorrow to be able to to um tell about it right and so every time you know uh Will somebody that owns a gun be willing to stand up, be able to? No, especially when it comes to saving somebody else's life. You Y'all have to remember, some people don't want to die for you. Some people aren't willing to die for you. And I don't believe that that's not talking about police officers. Let, let me take them out of this equation because let me be clear. Because they sign up for this. So that's a whole different thing. Right now I'm talking about citizens, right? Everyday citizens. Um, Just because somebody's a gun owner, they aren't signing up to be a hero for you or save your life. And I don't even necessarily thinking that somebody maybe not wanting to or maybe being fearful. I don't think that makes people inherently bad. I think that some people are not, many people are not okay nor prepared for violence, okay? Uh, even me, like, as I'm training, as I'm learning more about firearms, it's still situations that I see come across my social media that make me cringe of, like, casualties and blood and dealing with trauma it's just not an easy thing to do. Being violent uh, in a culture where we are steadily being weakened, 
Um, our food is being manipulated. We're being taught to be soft. We're becoming very comfortable. Okay. We don't under, really understand nature and how uh, deadly the elements can be. And overall, we're becoming softer and softer. It can be really hard um, to be violent where we are constantly dependent uh, on the state, okay? We think that we should call the police because our cat is stuck in a tree um, because of a disagreement, a simple disagreement with our neighbor. And we can't even bother to learn conflict resolution and how to talk to people. Um, we think we should call the police because our neighbor is playing their music too loud, you know? So a lot of people just aren't prepared to do things. And so when we do have a young man like this 22-year-old that puts his life on the line, that deserves to be applauded because it takes a lot of guts and a lot of guts that people do not have. Also, something that's important to note for the gun owners watching and for the future gun owners watching, when you, every single time you use your firearm, even if you are not criminally responsible, right? So like this young guy, he didn't commit a criminal act. He stopped people from getting killed. He defended and saved lives, okay? So there was no criminal act. However, keep in mind that this guy did an excellent job and he was very competent. But I want to remind you, and this is not to discourage anybody from, if you have the ability and you are competent to save life, I think you absolutely should. And I think uh, that's to be commended if you think that you can do that. However, just keep in mind that um, even though you may not be held criminally responsible, let's say if during that time of you attempting to save life, you end up hurting anybody in the process, you absolutely can be held civilly responsible, which means that if you don't know your target and what's beyond it, you don't know these other safety rules that happens to endanger another citizen that's walking through. And let's say that 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 you, one of those um, bullets from your firearm, uh, you know, hits a unarmed person that is in the distance that is walking by because you are not, you know, competent then their family can hold you civilly responsible for that. And in some ways, you know, you could say that's unfortunate because you were trying to help. But the fact that the matter is, as citizens and even as police officers, you are supposed to be responsible for every single round that comes out of that firearm because it is something to take very, very, very seriously. And we should always want to protect and defend life, not harm. And we have to continue to make these distinctions between the good guys and the bad guys, right? Because if you don't, you'll have the people like the Shannon Watts that'll absolutely use that um, to their advantage, unfortunately, even when you are the hero. So let's take a look at 
Um, so this is a chart here. Defensive gun uses in the U.S. Um, this is by the Heritage Foundation. And as you can see, you have all of these. Um, let me scroll. There we go. You have all of these dots here of defensive uses, okay, all across the country. Now, okay, here it is. All of the law-abiding citizens featured in this database successfully defended their liberties, lives, or livelihoods with the lawful use of a firearm. These cases are not based on hearsay, but on verifiable reports found through public sources. According to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, almost every major study on defensive gun use has found that Americans use their firearms defensively between 500,000 and 3 million times each year. There's good reason to believe that most defensive gun uses are never reported to law enforcement, much less picked up by local or national media outlets. This database, therefore, is not intended to be comprehensive. Instead, it highlights just a fraction of the incredible number of times Americans rely on the Second Amendment, not the government getting there in time to protect their inalienable rights. Despite the limitations on data, these confirmed cases of defensive gun use help prove that a good guy with a gun is not a myth, but an integral part of American society. So why I'm showing you guys this and talking about this is that for, you need to remember Every single time that you see a story in the media about uh, uh, quote unquote mass shootings, uh, gun violence, okay, you need to remember that there is a story out there of a person who has used their gun to defend their life that may have been reported or may have not even been reported over 500,000 people each year protect their lives with a firearm, okay? These stories are rarely reported. I'm gonna link this below because this is a really great, um, this is really great data. And for every dot that you click on, okay, it'll take you to the story. So Biloxi, Mississippi, you can click on this and read the full media report. This was in December 29, 2021. So this is a very good, um, very good data, very good website, very good for if you are a Second Amendment advocate, advocate activist, um, or anybody that just wants access to reports on defensive gun usage, you can go here and there are several of them dating back to 2019, okay? So also you need to remember, right? Anytime, anytime you hear people talking about gun violence, just keep in mind that suicides, uh, make up six about 65% of the stats that are used um, to go towards gun violence statistics. 
Also, for every defensive usage that I just showed you and for every defensive usage that is reported, that also goes towards gun violence statistics. So that means that the Heritage Foundation that has reported 2,479 uh, defensive uses with guns, those numbers go towards your statistics for gun violence. So that means that if someone tries to attempt to attack you, if someone attempts to break into your home, if someone attempts to, uh, you know, break into your car, any of these other things, and you use your firearm to defend your life and your property, yes, that goes into the gun violence statistics. So when you have people like Shannon Watts over at Moms Demand Action, okay, these people intentionally uh, manipulate and skew people's understanding of what gun violence actually is. Most times when you hear people say gun violence, they think of things like uh, gang-related violence, and they think of mass shootings where you have these people going into these schools, churches, or buildings and trying to hurt four, five, or more people at a time. Okay, so these are things um, that are so important to know because they try to use these statistics against us all the time. But we have to remember there are absolutely good people that defend their lives every day with firearms. And because of the work that I've been doing, I've had the opportunity to meet and know several people at this point, um, probably 10 I could think of just off the top of my head. I know um, personally that have defended their lives um, with firearms. And so it's happening. Um, it's a real thing. And you're not a bad person for defending or protecting life. And when you hear people talking about, oh, this city has all this gun violence. This city is so bad, right? People will talk about Chicago, they'll talk about Philly, they'll talk about D.C., they'll talk about Baltimore. And yes, you absolutely have um, crime in some of these areas. You absolutely have gang violence in some of these areas. But don't forget that the same statistics that you are using to push this narrative those statistics also include defensive gun uses. Those statistics include the people that are saying, we are tired of people terrorizing our neighborhoods. We're tired of people trying to bully us and run over us. We're tired of people trying to take and steal from us and hurt us and our loved ones. We're tired of these slow police responses and we're finally ready to take it in our own hands. We're finally ready to act as sovereign citizens who have the human and the constitutional right to defend our lives and to defend our, our families. We're no longer sitting around waiting for the police for eight to 11 minutes on average when we see right here how long it took this gunman in Indiana to kill and hurt people within two minutes. We saw what happened in the Uvalde schools in three minutes and 36 seconds. That's how long it takes. 
And so people all across the country are waking up to this and they're no longer trusting the government. You have so many studies that show the decline of trust in government and government officials and the media. And people are waking up to this and people are ready to protect their lives. People are ready to defend their lives. People see that they can't sit around and wait on the government to do it. Some people don't trust the government to do it. And so that's why you see all over the country, the numbers for gun owners are increasing exponentially. So while we're talking about that, um, let's mention this, that not only have concealed carry applications increased in places like um, Philadelphia, you have defensive gun uses that are soaring as well. You now have justified, justified homicides. This is how they characterize it. Um, jump to 67% from 2020 to 2021. So what this means is, and what this is showing us, and we're going to be receiving data, there'll, there'll be data that comes out for states all across the country, because um, gun uh, purchases have increased, been increasing since 2020. Uh, but what this shows is, right, because they'll say, oh, well, if you let people get their hands on more guns, that there'll be more shooting. Well, yeah, you're now going to have law-abiding citizens that are going to defend their lives. These numbers shouldn't be counted uh, with gun violence, but like I said, they are. And so when you see an increase of justified gun uses up 67%, what this means is you have citizens that saying, we're not just going to take it anymore and be victims. We're going to use this gun that we bought, we purchased legally to defend our lives. So as you've seen, the rate of concealed carry licenses go up. That means these are law-abiding citizens that want to do this the right way, okay? Um, as you've seen, the increase for the concealed carry go up you've also seen increase for defensive usages. So that means that people are defending their life with that gun that they purchase legally. Doesn't sound like gun violence to me. Sounds like people are defending and protecting their lives and their livelihoods. So one last video. Um, that I want to show, and this is coming from Clay County, Georgia. And scared the group of men off. What he didn't expect is gunfire was exchanged. This all was caught on surveillance cameras. Fox reporter Eric Berry is live outside the home in Clayton County. So Eric, what happened? Yeah, Tom Christine, honestly, what happened, that group of men picked the wrong house cold to try to burglarize here. You can see the evidence of this BMW from that shootout just riddled 
with gunfire. That man said he just wanted to make sure his wife was protected. I don't want to die at home. <laughs> I survived Afghanistan and everything else. And to die at home in my own yard. The goal for Whitfield Smith was to protect his family and home early Monday morning when he noticed a group of men on his ring camera. I'm noticing uh, a, a young man running from my neighbor's yard across my front lawn into the middle of the street to meet up with two other gentlemen. One of the men made a near fatal decision. Sprints up my driveway. I can see on camera that he's hunched down, wearing a gray hoodie, and he's got some kind of firearm in his hand. He reaches to try to get into my BMW that's in the driveway. The door's locked. Grab my rifle, head outside. With flip-flops, pajama pants, and no shirt, this veteran went to war to protect his wife who was hiding inside. Boom, 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 boom. There was one gentleman that was on the other side of the trees, and the main protagonist was right here using my truck as a shield. At one point, he kicked off his flip-flops, races inside, puts on clothes, and comes back out. He says he didn't have time to be afraid. Only time to act. I didn't think that they'd be shooting at me, and I'd be hearing bullets whiz past me. This father fears he would have been dead if it wasn't for his BMW to shield the nearly two dozen bullets. They said, Mr. Smith, you're very brave. You're very brave. You're very crazy. You're very stupid. But you're very brave. Yeah, and Mr. Smith is alive. Thankfully, no one was injured in any of this. He says those, that group of men actually got away with the firearm that he had inside of his truck there. He also says that after the gunfire really erupted, they tried to break into neighbors' homes to escape. They were unsuccessful, but they are still out there. If you know anything about this, come forward. So... First of all, please don't leave y'all firearms um, in, in your car or your truck. Please, please do not leave your firearm in your cars or your trucks, okay? Um, every year, you have thousands of firearms that are stolen out of vehicles. And many times, this is how criminals actually get their hands um, on firearms, okay? And this they become illegal firearms because they are firearms that were stolen. So this is how a lot of them actually get their firearms. It's not the legal process, how you have um, several politicians that are trying to... Um, that are trying to infringe upon, you know, just all of us, um, everyday citizens that just want to pretend, uh, uh, defend and protect. Why was I trying to, I was about to say prefend, defend and protect our lives. So yeah, don't, please don't leave your firearms in there. Uh, but so that's another thing that they do. Um, they know that you have these people that don't, they're not, most of these people are not going to buy their guns illegally. Most crimes that are committed are not 
Like, I'm not going to buy a gun and then going to commit a crime that with the gun that I'm attached to and my information. And like, that's not as common as people, you know, stealing the guns. That's usually how that happens. But anyway, um, so you have this man here who tries to uh, protect his wife, who's trying to protect his home who ends up protecting his uh, neighbors and things like this um, after uh, these people try to go into the neighbor's home. But what's going to happen is eventually when you see, start seeing enough people standing up for themselves, you're going to have people understand swift consequences. Okay. People know stealing is wrong People know that homicide is wrong. People know that hurting others is wrong. But more than anything, people understand consequences. A lot of these, a lot of times, oftentimes, and there's even been studies done, I've talked about this before, where they would survey criminals, obviously, like after they would go to jail and they process and then taking them in and the police are like, um, uh, questioning them and stuff like that and they would ask them you know like would you be more likely to try to um hurt someone you know rob whatever somebody that is armed or unarmed and just the different things that people will look for to and most times people are looking for an easy target that's just what it is that's just the answer okay and so when you have um people that are willing to stand up for themselves people are not as easy target people knowing that there may be swift consequences when you play with them people will be less likely to do dumb stuff and try to push the boundaries so the more times you have criminals feeling like they may lose their life today they may face fire people may fight back i feel like you will have uh more and more people that will opt out of trying to hurt, trying to bully, trying to terrorize, and trying to antagonize others. So this guy um, is just one of many who are going to be protecting themselves in their homes because they know if the police does get there, it won't be in a two to three minutes um, that it could take to end several lives. They will think twice. They will think twice before acting um, stupid. Exactly, Joe Butter. But these are things that I wanted to highlight tonight, uh, talk about what's going on. These are two recent stories of people um, using their firearms. And I don't believe that criminal charges is, will be brought or, or shouldn't be brought against either one of um, these gentlemen and I'm glad they were able to protect and defend life. And if you don't see these stories continuously in the media, know that it is happening. The media has an agenda to push. 
and the media, regardless of what people say, works on the behalf of the elite. And I don't know why it's so hard for so many people to understand. You can look at their advertisers. You can look at the people who are their advertisers, the people during the commercial breaks to see who they're going to have to align with, speak on the behalf of, the things they'll censor, the things they'll ignore. Defensive gun uses are very much happening all over the country every day, well over 400,000 times a year, well over that, possibly upward to 3 million a year with some of the data that we're not receiving. So these are the things we have to keep in mind as gun owners, as responsible gun owners, we absolutely do not want to see. Uh, We don't want to see people lose their lives unnecessarily. We don't want to lose our lives unnecessarily. And that's why we want to be prepared to defend our lives. So don't think um, or, or like, don't let these people make you feel bad for wanting to defend your life. Like that doesn't make you inherently evil. I would say that the the scale probably tips toward the person that doesn't want to don't doesn't want you defending your life. Uh, probably being more inherently evil than you. So owning this tool, being prepared to defend your life, is nothing inherently evil about that. It is the right thing to do, and even more so as we see what this government is capable of doing to its own citizens, what governments and politicians and people like the World Economic Forum and the United Nations are attempting to do to people all across the world. That doesn't make you a bad person uh, for you to want to defend your life. It doesn't make you a bad person for you not to trust your government. It doesn't make you a bad person for you to feel like I don't have eight to 11 minutes to wait on a police to come swooping in that may not even want to play hero for me. That may be too scared their self. And if anybody cares about your life, it should be you. And if you care about your life, You should prove you care about your life by being prepared and being competent to be able to defend your life. So yes, people that defend life and stop these mass shooters and stop this carnage are absolute um, heroes. They should be applauded. They should not be uh, talked down on or skewed like people like Shannon Watts and people over there at Moms and Man Action attempt to do by painting moral, responsible citizens as callous, vile people for wanting to own this tool. So... Gun Owners Radio said, this is very good to note. A lot of the time, defensive gun use doesn't even involve shooting the gun. So, like, basically, you have people that will mention having the gun, maybe 
prepping, maybe pulling out the firearm and not even shooting the person, right? But even knowing, oh, this person ain't playing, they're willing to escalate to defend their life. Like they're not going to let me harm them. And so now this person can think twice. Now this person can get out of there. And there's a lot of examples of people going the opposite direction, changing the trajectory because they don't want to have to bite a bullet today. So, but, all right, y'all. So that's it for tonight. If you are not subscribed to this channel, make sure you go ahead and subscribe. Give this video a thumbs up so we can share this video and spread the word about what's actually happening when law abiding... Let me scratch that. I said I don't even like to use that term. When responsible citizens, um, because every citizen has a right to defend their life, whether you like that or not. Um, but when these responsible citizens are defending their lives or stepping up to defend the lives of others, that is to be commended. And it happens a lot more than the mainstream media would have you to believe. And so we want people to know these stories. We want people to know what's actually happening. We want people to have some type of balanced information and perspective. So they're not just getting this hardline. Oh, um, oh, you know, it's all just violence, just gun violence. No, I'll be the first one to say in some of these areas, is there like gang violence going on? Do you have some absolute weirdos and crazies that will try to take advantage of and hurt you? Yes, that's absolutely a thing. And you also have people out here that's trying to stop these weirdos and these crazies. You have people out here trying to defend life. You have people out here trying to defend their homes and their families. That's also a thing. And we've seen where these good citizens with these guns have stopped some of these crazy weirdos trying to hurt others, right? Uh, so I would think, you know, not to toot my own horn, but I would think that's a little bit more of a balanced perspe perspective. And so we need to try to get some of those stories out and let people know and, and give people a little bit more to think about and chew on. Um, so... Share this video, thumbs up. Make sure you are following me on Instagram, Rhonda underscore Mary, Rhonda Mary, uh, and Rhonda Mary Vids. Also on Twitter, I am Rhonda Mary, so we can stay in contact through the week. And all right, y'all, have a good night. Bye.